0: Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why, and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge, and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. Welcome to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to have my friend and a creative, and I'll let her introduce herself before I start using wrong describing words, Um, Dominique Marshall. Hi, Dominique. How are you?
1: Hello, Jess. I'm good. Thank you. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thanks. It was a very scary moment there where I was attempting to describe you and I was just like, this chick does a lot of stuff. So... um, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Yes. So I, I am the founder of d Designs. Um, I do, as Jess said, a lot of stuff. I do brand design, Squarespace web design, and I'm also a hand lettering artist. Um, and I also work full time as a UX designer. So I've got fingers in lots of different pies for my business.
0: <laughs> All the pies. Okay, so I don't <laughs> feel so bad describing you as creative because I'm just like the day job. The business, all of that. It's all encompassed. Yeah. Yeah. Has it, have you always worked in a creative capacity?
1: Yes, very much so. I think I probably only ever had one job that was like two, three days where it was somewhat retail, it was like a cafe around the corner, and I absolutely hated it. So every other job has been very much creative in some form or fashion. So, yeah actually no that's a lie that I've had another job which was like a well an internship which was admin but it was at one of my favorite record labels back in the day so it was
0: oh, wow. incredible yeah. it was
1: one of those ones I was like this in is amazing sphere,
0: admin <laughs> for a record label yeah I think yeah. we're gonna exclude that one so it was just the three days just yeah. three days of <laughs> life um that was enough um for you to go onto this pathway um And so you mentioned it's always kind of been that way. Um, Where did it all begin for you? Where did you first start sort of exploring your creativity and realising actually this might be what I want to do?
1: Oh, that's a bold question. I guess a big part of the beginning for me was at uni where I studied design Um, and then trying to figure out, obviously being in uni, trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life. So Originally, I wanted to work at a music magazine, which, spoiler alert, I ended up doing, which was great. Um, it's kind of just progressed from there, I've kind of just looked at what my likes were, where my style was going, what I was enjoying doing, and just kind of following that path as it went along. So I started as a designer at a music magazine, moved into web design and marketing, and now I'm in UX design, and obviously my business with brand design as well, so... Yeah, it kind of just progressed naturally I think depending on where I was at that time in my life so mm. it's always it's always been there for me I've never wanted to do anything else just because it's just something I've been passionate about since I was little actually I'm not the main creative quote-unquote person in my family so it was inevitable <laughs> really
0: <laughs> the creative one <laughs> yeah i love that um and kind of being the creative one in your family i think that i think that's something that we don't often reflect on is the careers that we grow up around and the talents and the skills and the pathways that the people around us have kind of taken and how they maybe influence us or they um no it's still influence either influence us to go actually i want i want that for me or "Mm, I don't want to yeah. imagine all of these children going for like take your child to work day being like dad's job's boring
1: yeah exactly. mum's job
0: seems complicated for notice like it seems stressful I you know in, somebody should do that one day they should do like a film inside the minds of all these children inside the building for take your kids to work day and that would be amazing honestly <laughs> what we do <laughs> um when we show up like especially you know in a post- post-pandemic world when we're in Mm -hmm. sort of workspaces of some sort of definition understanding what their true candid thoughts are um on what that is yeah oh so in terms of in terms of your career as a whole, it has it has essentially the segments of you being a founder of DMARS Designs, as well as working by day in design as well. How do you balance the two?
1: Oh, it's a struggle every day, as I'm sure you're aware as someone at <laughs> Side Hustles as well. <laughs> um, I think over the past two, three years, since I've really started taking it seriously as a business, um, mm. I've tried to, I guess, experiment to see where I work best with a side, with a side hustle. So, like, obviously, mm-hmm. mornings, early mornings or early evenings, weekends are usually the standard times to do any sort of side business stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously having days off, make the most of them when you can because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they're there for, obviously. Um, but I guess a big part of me finding balance between that and working full time is just being aware of my energy and how much work I can actually take on so like what my mm-hmm. capacity is um and I try to not do too many projects at once just because I just don't have the energy I don't have the time I don't have the patience <laughs> mm-hmm. to be doing all of these different things at once and I just don't want to spread myself too thin because I've been down the road of burnout and it's not a fun road to travel down. And I've vowed to myself that I would never go down that road again. So yeah, I just try and do what I can, experiment, iterate, ask for help, ask for support. It's a key thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, this I guess if you don't enjoy something as well, don't be afraid to stop doing it. <laughs> That's just one thing that mm-hmm. I've kind of taught myself over the years. I just kept wanting to do all of the different pieces of graphic design for
0: companies because I was about to say tell us now what were were some of the things that you tried again and were like
1: "Mm, not for me not for me I guess a big thing is like doing all different types of graphic design so print web everything and realizing that I didn't really like doing all of that stuff so I just wanted to focus on the digital and now I'm just, at first I was like, oh, I should I should offer everything because people want loads of different things. But mm-hmm. in reality, that wasn't what I was enjoying doing. And I wanted to focus on what I loved because otherwise I just wouldn't want to continue my business. So, yeah. yeah, cutting out all of that stuff and just focusing on what I love meant that I didn't quit when I very nearly did at one point, actually, because <laughs> I just wasn't enjoying it as much at all. And being paid pennies, because that's what you do when you start a business. You don't charge enough. That's another story. Oh, my goodness. But
0: I think it's an important story to have, because I remember kind of when you so you were doing the work before even your own website was up. You had clients. And I remember going to your website and like seeing not only was there like a very thoughtful intake form, but also you were super clear about capacity, like you're taking on new clients in basically the equivalent of five months time but you also (laughs) let people know how long it will take because i think i think quite often people think that web design is a quick fix and like it can be but do you really want it to be like Mm -hmm. we all know the websites that look like they just popped up within 30 minutes um And they aren't necessarily the websites that we spend money on or we return to. So if you are going to go and work with a professional designer, it's actually a good thing. And I'm saying this as somebody who is impatient. I'm saying this as somebody who's recording at the very (laughs) moment where they decided within 24 hours to yank my website off of Squarespace to WordPress. So at the time of recording, I don't have a website up. Um, I'm very self-sufficient and confident. I'm very confident in my, uh, my technical ability, my design skills. I'm not like, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel out here in these streets, mm-hmm. I am literally going to take the same wheel and just copy paste that wheel onto a different <laughs> vehicle. Um, and even I'm just like, Oh okay, let's be thoughtful. Let's take it slow. Cause I really thought I was going to get it done this weekend. It's now Sunday. And I've resigned to the idea that I'm not going to, nor do I want to. I also need help. So, um, I digress a lot, but what I'm trying to say is the managing of expectations was always something that when uh, we spoke or I engaged mm. with your brand online that I loved that you, you did. Cause I think that's a huge part of the experience because I've, I've known and I've worked with designers who are like, I can do it for you in a week. Mm -hmm. It's four (laughs) weeks later and the thing is not with me. So I'd much rather you just be very, very honest, but also um, your process is so consultative. Now I'm saying this to everybody. I know people that Dominic has done websites for. I I am still DIYing out here in these streets. Um, So that also can't be rushed. (laughs) No, you can't, so, you know, you can't. That can't be rushed. And I just, you know, and I, I realize I'm talking a lot about your process and stuff like that. So I want to, I want to dig in for the benefit of the listeners. What are some of the stuff that you need to get clear before you decide to work with a designer on your website? Oh gosh. And we can, <laughs> we can limit it to three, three things. Yeah. I was about to say, cause <laughs> she's got a form on the website peeps. So if you really want to check out what she needs to know to just begin the process then go there and we'll put that in the show notes
1: oh three things okay um I guess before even trying to contact a designer one thing to know or to yeah one thing to know would be what problem are you trying to solve with your website um Mm slash what are your goals and objectives like what are going to be your measures of success do you want to open a shop and earn x amount of money do you want to book x number of clients like being clear on your goal will help the designer put together a good user experience to bring that goal to life Um, number two know who your target audience is just do as much work as possible to just get to the nitty-gritty of who you want to speak to who you want to work with who you don't want to work with um, what problems of theirs are you trying to solve why would they work with you why would they work with you in comparison to people other people in your field like what makes you unique um, oh and a third I guess being aware that design does take time especially website design and that being being open-minded to the process will get you quicker to your goals than trying to micromanage everything because there's one thing I can't stand is micromanagement because mm. if you don't trust me or you don't trust the process then I can't do a good job for you because I just need the mental space and the clarity of myself to actually be able to do a good job and if someone is yeah. bringing down my neck I'm just like pressure' They're not gonna do this well I'm just gonna say yes ma'am thank you ma'am i'm like no i don't (laughs) want to work like that
0: (laughs) i don't i don't oh that's so important as well because even as you're saying it i think that's a that's a danger where especially within the online space people have gotten used to service providers just solving a problem Mm -hmm. which leaves no space for the trust that you need to have yeah. no space or requirement for a level of expertise, because that's where a lot of the trust comes from saying, look, I worked with this person and they trusted me to interpret their vision and their goals and yeah. come back with something that is, um, you know, fit for purpose, but also has a value add and you mm. know, it brings my years of experience into it. I think even I liken it to, you know, my day job in tech. Um, and there's a lot of well, probably even the organisation that you work for, um, there's this sort of attitude that, you know, there's a problem that I need it solving and I just need you to create a button for it. <laughs> As opposed to, okay, let's talk about this problem. And can you leave the whole, whether it's a button, a link, a widget, a picture. i leave it, that far, far I mean, away in the future. <laughs> that, that is none of your business. That's, it's solutionising. That that's actually none yeah. of your business. <laughs> My job is to come back to you and tell you whether it's going to be a button or not. It's nice that you have a suggestion <laughs> for button, but I'm, I'm trust me to interpret your needs and find the best way mm. to meet them. And it's not just like one plus one equals two, especially when you work with somebody who's experienced, it's one plus one and you're going to get three. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're going to get three simply by just keeping your math simple and you show up and you're held in the space. Because I even find this with when I run group programs and I run group programs and I definitely I always give a certain level of one to one access. Mm -hmm. And it's always interesting to me because sometimes I will have people on the program who will come to me for one to one access and I'll redirect them to the course content that they haven't looked at. Mm -hmm. There's a worksheet that was last week's chapter. We did that in last week's session, and it's that moment where it's like I need you to trust the process because it's actually the whole process that that's going to get you the results, not just having access to me, because also that's it's not. It's one of me,
1: like it's one yeah. of me,
0: and and everything that I I do is shaped around the belief that you know best what you need, i.e. you do your work. For you. I'm here to facilitate, hold space, challenge, be curious, all of that good fun stuff, but you have to do your work. This is not just like magical question and ask, mm-hmm. answer bucket, because that's not transformative. Um, and I think that design is the same as well. Like we, I feel like we rob ourselves of delight. Yes. <laughs> I want this. Can you just recreate this template for me? And it's just like, But why though? (laughs)
1: Okay, but you're paying me a lot for this copy-paste
0: brief that you've just sent to me. Um,
1: That's what I never understand when people want to spend loads of money and just literally want you to copy and paste something. It's like, what, what is the point? What what problem are you trying it's to solve literally,
0: it's literally like going to you know uh, uh, a fashion house you know going to i've been watching some fashion reality tv now <laughs> um you know so that's where my metaphor is coming to but it's just like walking into east Saint laurent and saying can you just recreate this asos dress that like i saw do <laughs> who does that <laughs> And, you know, I'm feeling very passionate about this. So if you are listening right now and you're working with an expert in some way, shape or form, um, whether within your business or in your personal life, are you micromanaging your masseuse? Are you micromanaging, you know? especially if you're micromanaging people that you're paying top dollar for did you just hire the best you know did you just promote somebody in your team um because of their skill and then decide to put them in a box and start telling them what to do even though that's not what you hired them for and that's what not what made them stand out right apply this metaphor to wherever in your life that you are just cutting off your own legs and robbing yourself of delight because it needs to be a
1: yeah it's just people not giving you the opportunity to embrace your zone of genius like Mm. not everyone knows everything so if you're Mm. hiring someone to do a job let them do that job Mm. and like especially if you're paying them top dollar like you're trust you're giving them the money so trust them Mm. and let them do the job as fully as they can don't hover over their shoulder being like can you do this can you do this can you do this like no no no, no <laughs> trust no. the process let trust the process and trust me we're doing in stage two
0: so we won't be making <laughs> any new amendments until stage four so hang in there there will be a point coming up for feedback um so yeah oh gosh yeah went on a tangent but I think it's an important tangent because I think People lose sight of that, especially if they're very budget conscious and they're like, you know, mm-hmm. how much does this cost? And it's like, again, we've seen all the memes. You're not just paying for me to create you a logo. You're paying for me to create a an imprint, a part of your brand that communicates for years to come, helps you stand out in the market. Da-da-da-da.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, that's that's actually the value. That's what I actually provide. I feel like if we all updated our websites to say what we actually provided in like the, disc- like in a bullet point list, like <laughs> I provide you peace of mind. I provide, I had a similar conversation around sort of hiring an accountant. Yes, I can put together a spreadsheet and do my own self-assessment. Do I want to? Hell no. Probably not. <laughs> Am I paying you to do my self-assessment itself? not really I'm, I'm kind of paying for the fact that I don't need to think about it
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: don't need to keep up on all of the stuff that HMRC are deciding to change I don't even need to keep up on where I should file certain things I just go about my business and then I pass it to the expert
1: mm-hmm. and you know it's going to be done and it's going to be done well <laughs> yeah Simple as so, so important so thank you for sharing
0: those three things because I think it is important um for us to be clear on that because I think a lot of people don't realize that when you work with an expert it isn't just I'm just going to give it to them and run away you have mm-hmm. to, they're going to ask you some questions it's the same if you come on a coaching discovery call with me I'm going to ask you some questions about why <laughs> <laughs> why do you want coaching? Why do you want to join the membership? Why, do you know, and it's not to grill you. It's literally to ensure that if we are to go forward and work together. That that happens successfully and it makes mm-hmm. sense for both of us and we both feel good about it and that you will give me the trust.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. So important. It.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the things that you've, I guess, learned over the past um I mean, to talk about the P word again, but over the past year, what has that meant in terms of your career and how you work?
1: Oh, a big part, a big thing that I've learned this year, over the past year, is just to honour your boundaries. Boundaries, mm-hmm. boundaries, boundaries are just everything. Granted, I don't follow them all the time because, you know, we're human, we mess up. But just... I guess, lowering your expectations of yourself a little bit and just not being hard on yourself is Mm. a big thing. Um, Especially everything with last year, just being aware of your mental state, emotional state, physical state, and just doing what you need to feel better in yourself, regardless of whether you run a business or not. It's just one of the most important things that I think everyone just needs to be aware of and pay attention to and just not Mm. let it slide under the rug because you don't think it's important hell yeah it is important (laughs) so yeah I guess that's one of the biggest things for me is just setting your boundaries honoring them don't let people take advantage of you um speak up if something isn't right or doesn't feel right um be okay with saying no as well you don't need to say yes to everything no mm. is a complete sentence as I keep reading and I keep <laughs> nodding my head along too because I'm like yes it's true no <laughs> is a complete sentence um yeah I guess that's the biggest thing for over the past year
0: yeah yeah oh my gosh so much around boundaries and I and I think there's there's almost like this collective sigh mm-hmm. around <laughs> people actually finally realizing it's okay to say no it's okay to have a difference of opinion it's okay yeah. to not want to go to the pub tomorrow it's okay <laughs> to you know it's okay I, I I give myself permission to make the best choice for me without feeling like I'm an arsehole for doing that
1: a hundred percent I actually wrote a blog about this this morning <laughs> oh um, we're gonna put it in the show notes
0: we're gonna put <laughs> it in the show notes do you want to give us a little teaser to it yeah because um, <laughs> <laughs> this morning I'm just like okay what's going on for that <laughs> to, to be front of mind on this sunny Sunday afternoon
1: it's literally well at the time of recording this lockdown has started easing in the UK so mm. everyone is obviously out and about going to the pubs going to the parks and I'm just like oh I'm gonna hang back because anxiety but that's another story um mm. so yeah I wrote a blog about Embracing a slower pace in your business Um, and just, I guess, yeah, in your business and in your personal life, just not feeling compelled to do everything right now because everyone else is doing it. Um, Being okay with taking your time according to your energy. Um, And again, like your mental state and your emotional state, just don't feel like you need to rush into everything just because everything is opening up right now. Like hopefully everything will stay open so you yeah. have time people <laughs> like just yeah follow your flow like yeah just don't feel like you need to sprint everywhere because you really don't you can just take your time you can embrace a slower pace and you're not falling behind anywhere you're just mm-hmm. following yourself and what you need to do so yeah more in the blog <laughs>
0: more in the blog, and it's so interesting as well because I saw somebody somebody I follow on Twitter who uh, I'm going to paraphrase horribly um but she essentially was just like I really thought I was going to be this social butterfly and we're only two days into freedom and I'm back at home with my couple back at home yeah and I was just (laughs) like this is me (laughs) And we spoke about this before, like previously we as well. <laughs> we did. Where, you know, it was just very much um speaking candidly, and you know, this is a conversation that we had with our our good friends, both of whom are on the podcast. So Evie and Rachel and Dominique and I are our friends, and we have some chats from time to time. And uh prior to the UK opening up, we were just touching on how we're gonna approach the 12th Life. of April. <laughs> Um, and it was like a mixed bag but the thing that we all had in common was a, was a sort of tentative spirit where it was like yeah. <laughs> I will see the people that I am dying to see but I I think I'll go for like a museum instead of a bar and then naturally we went on to conversations about the price of the average porn star martini in central London Oh <laughs> was
1: it like £13 um, pounds or something? <laughs> yeah we were like
0: 13 to £15 pounds and then you know And we just, it was a conversation where we kind of just looked back on how things were before and just started to pick off things that we were like, no interest, no interest, not yet. Maybe when I'm abroad, but not yet, not here. And even that conversation, starting to realise that actually as much as we'd love to go and visit um, the city of London, which some of us live closer to than others, I'm not hating, I'm just putting it out (laughs) there, Um,
1: we want, it, we want
0: to leave the UK. We want a break. Whether that's like a countryside, whether that's a beach. Um, but we're just like, no. And even then, it's not going to be a bar. It's going to be a field. It's going to be a woods, It's going to be a cabin viard. in the woods. <laughs> you know, it's still going to be very social distance bubble life. And we're kind of okay with it. Yep. Um, you know, and I say, again, this is a conversation for everybody. I've been Having conversations with about clients in my day job, and just talking internationally as well around the sort of changing attitudes and um, the things that we think will go back to normal, and vice versa. But I think the slower pace is so so important um, because we've proven to ourselves as a society that we can survive slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I, I say this acknowledging that there are still a lot of people that are in a very difficult place um, because of the pandemic. You know definitely thinking of our key workers. Um, but just in general, the rest of us are pretty privileged to just crack on. And even, mm-hmm. even, you know, even going further to that, when I speak to my friends within full-time roles or working for themselves, there it was almost like a dip. And then it just went back up, um, to what the year normally would have been in terms of how busy they were yeah. um any promotions any progression in their roles training things like that so it very much became the sort of new normal where it's like actually I can survive and dare I say you know I remember speaking to friends quite candidly at like May 2020 going it's very bizarre it was very touch and go for a moment but right now I am uh thriving
1: yeah it was weird I said, wasn't it? I say thriving <laughs> I'm
0: thriving I, just, yeah. I don't want to shout too loudly about it because I'm not meant to be thriving, right? Yeah. It's Tough. a weird
1: feeling. It's weird a feeling. very weird
0: feeling. Because I would say I'm I'm in I'm in Thrive Gang. Um, I have been being, first of all, my homebody in the first place. But um being at home, having the slow pace has allowed me to really look at what I'm doing, be super intentional, energy, which is something that you spoke on, being able mm-hmm. to really focus on that and understand. Um, Even understand, I understood very early on. I was like, okay, so this pandemic means that I need eight hours. Like I can't function on six to seven. Like I need the whole eight. And if I don't have the whole eight guaranteed, see that lunch break, I'm taking a nap. Taking it. (laughs) And it's, you know, and it's things like that. And it's just like, wow, I would really be on six hours sleep and I would leave my house at like 7.30 and not come back until maybe 10 sometimes if I've got a networking Mm. event or I'm delivering a workshop. Go 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 go! And when I think of life prior, it feel it exhausts me mentally. <laughs> it exhausts me mentally. I want to work up my stamina. Don't get me wrong. I, I do love a live event. I do love being out and about in London. But I think not the all the time I'm anymore. For is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not every day. No. 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 Um so yeah it's interesting i feel like this is going to be the greatest social experiment of all time we're probably not going to get all the findings until like five years time where somebody goes does a generational report on people who lived through the pandemic versus you know it's it's going to be a phenomenon. we're going to learn lots of stuff about ourselves individually but also as a society Mm -hmm. um let's get back to you let's get back to you dominique let's just get back to you so your business is called D Mars Designs. How did you come up with your business name?
1: Oh God! <laughs> Truth be told, I was too lazy to use my full name, <laughs> so I spent okay. ages coming up with just like a shorter version. Um, and quick tidbit: the reason why there's the reason why it's spelled D M A R Z and not D M A R S is because I didn't like how the S looked when I was drawing it, so. <laughs> We didn't even go
0: into your skills here, okay? We didn't even go into your skills here. Um Dominique is a typography nerd. She's talented in the space. Her standards are high within the space. We have many conversations when we see um Instagram's usually a great culprit for it or people's websites where we see somebody who's decided to put fluorescent orange on a yellow background in like a calligraphy font oh god and that's like the header and we're like who can read this okay so this is how dominique and i bond typography <laughs> is her love language so if you want to slide in her dms and win her favor it's all typography. Yeah. <laughs> she's not wrong she's <laughs> that is so funny you did not like how the s looked
1: honestly okay. it, it- I just tried so much and every time I looked at it it's like, you know when you look at a word too much And it doesn't look like how you're saying it It was that sort of doesn't vibe right. And I was like, it doesn't look right It doesn't look right, <laughs> <It> doesn't look <laughs> right. <laughs> This is what you pay for when you work with
0: professionals, okay <laughs> It's a spiritual experience Everything needs to align And look correct And look and feel correct It, it has does to be it really congruent does. It's the congruency <laughs> that you pay for
1: Oh my goodness,
0: that is so, so, so funny. I'm going to go into the question that I ask absolutely everyone right now. What's your career teaching you?
1: My career is teaching me to find your people. I think a big thing for me over the past year or so is just finding people like you and the other ladies and other people that I speak to regularly online and also finding people that I really get along with in my day job as well. Um, mm. Just having that group of people that you can count on and just be your full self around with no judgment, no drama. Mm. All of that stuff is just so important for all mannerisms. <laughs> and it's just, it is, I think it's one of the biggest things that I'm so happy about, Um in terms of running my business is just the people that I've met and just like just the camaraderie that I have with people is probably one of the biggest things that I will always try and hold true no matter what situation I'm in just because the support levels that you get when you find your people is just above and beyond anything else above and beyond any sort of income that you can earn (laughs) just yeah Yeah. it's just key for me
0: a hundred percent
1: and I think and I think this is First of all, I think
0: that's amazing. And I 110,000, I just made up a number, um, (laughs) percent, you know, just made it even more fictitional. I agree because I think, especially for most of us, if not all of us, we have no formal training in business. Yeah. And I also raise my eyebrow at formal training in business in general. conversation for another episode but our education our learning is watching each other's journey um you Mm -hmm. know like I said I I did that thing where I, I talked to um both yourself and Evie about the magical things I'm doing in the world of digital marketing and design and just being able to talk through my process and have those open curious conversations on did that work for you like yeah. You did a Facebook ad, who did you work with? What was that? Oh, I want to learn this platform. Where like where do you suggest I look? And just really that open-handed engagement allows us to kind of learn together and learn from each other in a very real way, like as in mm-hmm. very real clients, real humans, real services, real decisions. You mentioned stop doing the things that you don't want to. I remember when I spoke to, um, I spoke to you all and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to like, I want to do a membership yeah i to membership like all of yeah, these you were so changes set on that. <laughs> and i was just like it's happening because it's the best way i have too many ideas and it's the best way for all my ideas to go in one place and i can just like create lots of workshops give them that coaching spec like, i was just on cloud nine and was just able to just share it with people who got it mm. um and got it in the sense of what do you need <laughs> it's yeah. that support piece, right is, is yeah, there anything exactly. on there that you're trying to figure oh i need to figure out a platform for it to go on oh well i'm on a membership that i think uses this so maybe check that out or i'm in one that charges this check that out and just having those conversations have been so 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 helpful because i think as much as we're all very we're all very comfortable googling and youtubing stuff there is nothing like having a real person saying, I'm recommending this person because I've worked with them. I'm yeah. recommending this thing because I use it myself or I used to use it. And this is the reason why. Um, and I think that's important, not only within sort of business, entrepreneurial networks, but in terms of exactly what like you said, workplace. People yeah. you enjoy working, people you can be very real with um, and just say, look, I'm, I am exhausted this week, you know, and I'm really just trying to pull through. Um, you had this task before me, is, do you have any advice, do you have any sort of, you know, any, any sort of approach that works for you, because I'm trying to get it done before the deadline, but I've also got this, this and that, and having that open conversation to say, hi, hello, I'm not superwoman, however, I'm trying my best, and yes. I am not above learning from your mistakes and your experience and sitting at your proverbial feet to garner your wisdom. 100% because we're all on the same team and uh you win no brownie points being in your corner frustrated as hell for like five mm-hmm. hours spinning your wheels on something that you can just drop somebody a message and say hey i'm not sure i'm doing this right can we just hop on a call
1: yeah and that's the thing it's the difference between picking someone's brain that you should absolutely be paying someone for and mm-hmm. like just genuinely asking for advice and help because you're stuck and you can't see a way out it's finding the middle ground to that and mm. just yeah like like you said just not feeling like you have to do everything on your own because you really don't um mm. and just on that i just keep seeing conversations happening about especially in the design world of people worrying that they don't have degrees when they want to enter the design industry because they feel like they're missing out on loads of education. You're really not, not in this day and age. Like <laughs> like you said, like you don't learn any of the business side of things when you mm. study design at a degree level. It's all mostly theory and some practical stuff, but all of your experience and your mistakes and your progress, that happens out in the real world, like, which mm. you can easily do via Googling, via YouTube, via joining membership yeah. groups and asking for help like you're much better off doing that and just experimenting and seeing where you go than Mm -hmm. needing to feel like you have to spend loads of money in order to be successful because you really don't (laughs) you just need to find people and just build a community build connections with people and just start talking to them that you'll get Mm -hmm. so much further that way so much further.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting because I know a lot of people who studied creative subjects and, you know, one of the biggest disservices that they find that these programs do is they don't teach you the business side or even just the career side, how to really go out there with a portfolio um, and a digital one at that how to understand mm-hmm. the digital disciplines even if you're super passionate about fine art or you're super passionate about you know a, a very tangible craft the reality is for a very long time when somebody says send me your portfolio they don't mean send me your like leather bound thing yeah like, it is genuine, like, <laughs> uh, do send me you your
1: website you posted online
0: <laughs> yeah. zip file isn't really the way forward for me um, how is this going to work? You know, and all of that then becomes trial and error. And it's, I think it's so interesting because I think there's a lot of career paths that do that, where they put you in this bubble where you you can excellently work with other creatives like you. So I'm going to use the example of typography, <laughs> caveat, I only know what typography is because my mother studied a graphic design degree. So she, you know, when explaining her projects, she explained all the jargon. Yeah. When you work with a client <clears throat> that doesn't have that, they're, they're going to be like, so the letters, um, the lettering on the logo, the words, the header. You say typography and they'll go, question mark, <laughs> eh? <Yeah>. Eh? right? <laughs> So you come away with all of this and it's just like, yeah. So I'm going to export this as an InDesign file. What's in design? What's can I, can I just, get, can you do Google slides, PDF? Microsoft Word? No. Microsoft, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's just like give you a brand identity and it will be okay. Okay. Um, So, I have a presentation that needs a slide deck. Is the brand identity already going to be in there? Or do I need to move it over somehow? Do do I copy paste it from the very lovely PDF that you sent over? What do I do?
1: It's just such an educational piece that is completely missing. And you don't get that until you start working with people. You don't. I have no idea. Or again, it's
0: that network. It's having that network. Um, I think we both um, listen to a podcast. And I'm not even a creative, but I met her as a human. (laughs) Sounds really (laughs) weird. But I didn't meet her business. I met her before I met her business, but Gigi, who runs One Six Creative. Yes. And this is what I mean when I say people. You know, her, her business is actually set up to help creative people, turn into creative business owners. So she Mm. talks about how to structure a proposal or the client experience. And it's like hearing it directly from her mouth, (laughs) from somebody that says, make sure that you do this before you jump on the call, make sure you ask this before this point and this before that, that hard won knowledge that you're never gonna find in a textbook or inside a formal Mm. degree programme um so I think that's so so important and of course we're, we're talking about creative fields here and we're talking about it may sound like we're just like oh it's doomed if you're doing a creative degree it's not we're just saying finding your people is even more important and where you think you need to run off and do another course maybe sometimes you need to like I said Gigi I listened to our podcast I have not become a client of hers because I'm not a creative business owner <laughs> I love listening to the podcast I love digesting her blogs her content online so it's things like that that you know when people talk about having mentors that are like official and unofficial yeah as a mentor she don't know that I'm not sliding in her dms but have no conversation I cannot afford an hour to pick her brains however but it's recognizing that there are other people who have raised their hand to say i'm happy to show you the way here are my mm. services my package my course in the business side or access to a community where you can just post and people go yeah hey check out this check out that i think it's so 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 important to just get over ourselves get <laughs> yes. over ourselves just get over it nobody cares nobody actually cares ask for the help that you need Because spinning your wheels in the corner, but it's, this is what we do. And it's just like, well, I'm a graduate of blah, blah, blah. I should know how to do this. No, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. (laughs) Why should you know how to do this when nobody has told you this? And how do you think anyone else learned it? Why are we pretending out here? I could go on (laughs) another tangent. Okay. And this tangent, I'm going to stick a pin in it, but it's about imposter syndrome and recognizing. Um, And actually this was in an episode previous to this. Um, and my lovely guest was just like sometimes you are an imposter how about that (laughs) deal with it how about that (laughs) That, that, it's not it's not syndrome you are faking it in this moment let's explore why and let's explore how to change that awesome oh it's good fun Uh, if you join (laughs) Career Clubhouse at this time there will be a lovely recording of my imposter syndrome workshop so if you want to dive deep into the realness then go for that (laughs) Like, we've gotten to so many things. I'm so happy this is a podcast where people come back because so many conversations need to be continued. Um, Where can people find you and follow your journey and fill in your delightful intake forms (laughs) and see how you've laid out those boundaries in your business and career?
1: (laughs) Oh, God, I love talking to you, Jazz. It's amazing. Uh, You can find me at dmarsdesigns.com and at the Mars on Instagram. Those are the main two places where you'll find me.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Well, we'll put those in, all in the show notes. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and following me down the pathway of just little anecdotal things where it's like, <laughs> make it make sense. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, it. just make it make sense. The math is not mathing and we need the math to math. Do not rob yourself of delight if you're working with experts. You know, rob yourself of ease if you're working with a very capable team who are happy to help you. Ask Amen. To support, Embrace that slower pace. If you don't want to go to the pub, don't go to the pub. That's it. It's the moral of the story. It's not going to be the title of the episode, but it is the moral of the story. I feel like it should be. Oh, gosh. If like, this week's episode is on not going to the pub. Question mark, question mark, question mark. I could have a lot of fun with this. But it's been amazing to have this conversation with you as ever. I cannot wait to check in with you in a couple of months to see how everything is developing, to see if you eventually did make it to any kind of pub. Um, (laughs) We shall see. We shall see. Yeah, if people are letting you be brilliant. listening to this week's episode of the phenomenal career podcast where you hear the how why and what it takes to build a career that stands out don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think i'd love to hear from you did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the career clubhouse You can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops. Check the links in the show notes for more info. As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.